Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Straw Hut Media. You know her from Shaws of Sunset. You know she doesn't hold back. You being a, a gay son to a, a colonel like that, that's thats a lot of people are like, wow, what's that got to be like? Did you have to hide it? Was he open with it? Did they give them shit, him shit, it went in, you know, inside? This is Genuinely Gigi. My first guest today is a good friend of mine and probably the only person aside from myself that I know that loves animals and nature so abundantly. Growing up in Oklahoma, he finally made his move to sunny Los Angeles, where he would soon meet his future husband. By day, he works as an editor on hit shows like American Horror Story and Glee. And in his downtime, you could find him baking fresh pies using fruits from his own garden or laying around playing with his house filled with pets. His husband couldn't be any more opposite than himself, but together they are the perfect formation of yin and yang. As two gay men with two very different upbringings, today I would like to focus on what it was like growing up a gay man in Oklahoma to a military family. Our guest and his husband will shed light on their perspectives of their experiences with this. Please give a genuinely Gigi welcome to Adam Neely Farahan and his husband Reza Farahan. Hi guys! What up, G? Thank you for coming. Oh my God, I'm really sad. I just have to say Anita couldn't be here and Ursula has to sit in her place. Anita sent a message because she's really sad that she missed this and she wants me to play this. She's so silly. She sent a video. You, she doesn't realize you guys can't see her into this little tiny phone. Oh, Anita, Anita. Okay, hold on. It's Here it is. Let me turn the volume all the way up. I'm going to play. Should I play it into her microphone? All right, Ursula. Sorry. <laughs> Hi guys, hi Reza, hi Adam, hi Gigi, welcome to Genuinely Gigi. Um, I am so sad that I'm not going to be a part of this today. Um, you guys were actually the, 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 the two that I really was looking forward to and, um, and unfortunately I'm, you know, I'm working and I have like a meeting actually, I'm here getting um, cards made for my client. Um, but that said, um, thank you for today and um, missing out, but I'm there in, in spirit. Um, thanks for this topic, it's great. The topic of you know being gay in a military, being from Oklahoma. I mean, I, you know, the whole, like me being from the Midwest and just can't imagine. So this is gonna be an amazing topic. Um, and I love you too, I love you guys. And um, you guys have to come back again, again soon so that I can actually be a part of all this. Um, okay, love you guys. Um, bye, bye Gigi, bye. Um, I think Ursula's, hi Ursula, bye Ursula, bye. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So she really wanted to be here with you guys, honestly, and she couldn't. She, you know, she's working. So that's amazing. But thank you guys for being here. Um, 
It's amazing to have this conversation. It's not too many people that I have come across um, that have a similar upbringing as you do, Adam. Um, I don't know. It's, it's up to you how much you want to talk about things and where you want to go with it. But I would like to start maybe from all the way back that you are from Oklahoma and you grew up in Oklahoma. Um, why don't you tell us how long did you live there before you moved? What was it like growing up there? Uh, I, I moved there when I was a baby and then I moved to Illinois for a handful of years and moved back for uh, fifth grade through my first year of college. So I grew up there uh, my developing years. Um, growing up there, it was kind of different and everything. I always felt out of place. I always knew I'd live in the city and I always said to my parents, well, I'm gonna move to LA and um, you know how parents are. They're kind of like dismissive, oh yeah, whatever. But, and I always felt like the redheaded child. Like I always felt like I was the odd person out because um, I was different. I mean, you kind of are low. I, <laughs> I mean, Reza, Reza, he calls me uh, Rose Nyland because, uh, you know, I do have my Rose Nyland moments. Um, they're not intentional, but, you know, it's just, I don't think the same way that everybody else does. Right. Um, and so I always felt different internally, emotionally, mentally. I always thought outside the box. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the thoughts that are outside the box, people would always look at, you know, oh, that's weird. Why would you do it like that? Right. Um, so it was different. It was different. Uh, I, I always uh, lived with an open mind. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I felt growing up, a lot of people were closed-minded and... Um, What's it called when you live inside the same bubble your whole life? You never you never travel outside that bubble. Is there a phrase for that? That's called exactly um, that. Living inside of a bubble. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> That's what it's called. I mean, but you, you have a you have a, a father with a very high ranking. Uh, correct. What what is his yeah, ranking? Uh, if you can explain for everyone. So I, I know that in the in the military you have different ranks. Uh, you have your your generals and your commanders. My father, uh, he's, he's a colonel. Um, so he, he commanded uh, sub many hundreds of people. Wow. Uh, look up to him. He was, uh, he oversaw and managed, I think the last time I spoke to him about it was 900 people. Wow. Which is a lot. Wow. Wow. That is, that is. And, 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 and being in the military, that's, that's a whole, I mean, we were just having this conversation recently because we uh, saw somebody wearing a hat that um, represented for, you know, veterans and that person hadn't served. And I talked to you directly. I was like, you know, is I didn't know that that was an insulting thing. And I thought that that was, you know, showing props. And you said, no, your dad would even have taken offense to that. You know, so that's mm -hmm. really interesting for me because mm -hmm. it's a whole world that I think that a lot of people don't know about. And you being a, a gay son to a, a colonel like that, that's that's a lot of people are like, wow, what's that got to be like? Did you have to hide it? Was he open with it? Did they give them shit, him shit <laughs> in, in, you know, inside? What was it like? Were you were you scared to come out because of who your father oh, is and your, your oh. family? I didn't, I didn't tell my dad up until uh, season two of Shaw's, which would have been like eight years ago. 
seven years ago. Right. Um, I didn't tell him then. I told my mom many, many, many years before that uh, because I I was always more comfortable with my mom than with my father because my father was never around. He we never developed that um, father son connection. It was always a uh, I'm the boss and you do what I say, and so we never developed uh, a good uh, father son relationship up until I became an adult. Wow. So I was very nervous about telling him. Um, so when I did tell him, he was very upset. He we didn't talk for weeks, wow. weeks, maybe even months. What was it like that moment that you did decide to do that? How did you build that courage? How did it? How old were you? How did it? Ha I have so many questions. You know, I, I have questions for the world. I want people to hear your story. I was twenty-seven. Picture. It. Okay, I'm trying, honey. I'm trying to picture your little 27 old ass. Okay. Well, I was 27. Rez and I, we've been together for. No, 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 no. When I was 27, we weren't together. We were, we were hanging out. Dating. Yes, we were dating. Wow. So, it, so when I did tell my dad, I, I was very nervous because. Um, uh, I, I didn't know how he would react because he, he always came across me as very anti-gay. Uh, he's, he's changed today. He's but you changed. have an older gay yeah. brother that was already out. Yeah, and I I saw how, how my father reacted when my oldest brother came out. And and he took it out on my mom because, because my mom is the one who raised us. And he's like, well, if you would have raised them the way I wanted to, he would not have turned out like this. And then so my mom took it personally, and I saw it in her face. Right. And so I, did, I didn't want her to have to go through that again, so I only told her wow. until I had to tell him. So once I told him, I was very nervous. And so I, I prefaced it with, hey, Dad, I'm seeing someone, and, uh, uh, and it's not a girl, and uh, they're not white. Did, he, he, did said, he suspect it? No, Never. nobody suspected. Never. Never. And so he he was like, uh, so so he only thing he focused on was um, like, what do you mean it's not a girl? Mm -hmm. And <laughs> and uh, and then so I I came I told him I just flat out said, well, I'm seeing and they're Persian, they're Middle Eastern, and. Okay. Uh, okay. That's 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 a big tell. Like you're not just saying, "Dad, I'm I'm out. I'm coming out to you." But I'm also in a relationship with a Middle Eastern, half Muslim, half Jewish man. That's that's big. That's huge. Like astronomically huge. What was there a fear in you to say that you are with a Middle Eastern man? Uh, I. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went in with an open mind because because I I, I didn't grow up with my father most my most of my life so I I didn't know what his reaction or take would be on because he's not racist or prejudiced I just didn't know where how he would feel about me being with someone who wasn't white and um, wow. he didn't really focus on me at all he only focused on. Uh, well, early on, he was very disappointed. He's like, uh, you're a disappointment. This isn't the way I wanted you to turn out. I wanted you to be like this. And, and it's like, that's when I really became an adult or started, you know, putting my feet into the adult pool. Yeah. And what I mean by that is because I, I had to be assertive and I had to pick up for myself. 
Um, and I was like, I, I can't live my life for you. I got to do what makes me happy and what I feel. Wow. And that's very I brave. Do- so every conversation I had yeah. with him from that moment, within the next few weeks, was very much like, Dad, you were a great dad. You were never around. You know, you did what you could. And this is just how I feel. It has nothing to do with you at all. And it, there was never ever any animosity from me towards my father. Right. Um, my father was just very disappointed. Now, Reza, when Adam, well, I don't know. Adam, were you sharing this information with Reza when it was happening? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Reza, when you're hearing this information, were you nervous to meet Adam's dad? Were you nervous to meet his family? I mean, you've been to Oklahoma at this point. You've done all that. Was it like no. nerve-wracking? Now I have. Now I have. I had not yet then. I hadn't met him. I was super nervous. And it reminded me of a scene from an Eddie Murphy skit where he was like, people were telling him, like, you better not ever go to Texas. You know, like, things are rough. <laughs> So, like, I was worried about meeting his dad. I was like, if his dad, like, comes at me sideways, I'm going to step to him. I'm going to let him know what time it is. And he best not be disrespecting me, you know. So I was going in with an attitude problem because Adam was making him sound like he might have issue with me. When I met him, it couldn't have been further from the truth. He was very receptive. He was very nice. Uh, Adam was kind of shocked. His mom was actually the quiet, reserved one. The dad was all over me. Wow, wow. So he was going above and beyond to just say, you know what, I love my son and I have to fucking accept whatever this is. That's amazing. We're going to take a quick break. But when we come back... There's many people who I know to this day who still live there who are closeted. Even though I know, you know, that they're gay... And in the closet, a lot of people stay in the closet there. They live miserable, unhappy lives. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. We know about like the stuff that happens that they talk about in the military, like the policies, like the don't ask, don't tell policy. And that was overwritten. And we recently, it was approved that a transgender can continue to take even hormones while they are serving. Um, But your father was in the military way before all these luxuries that we're gaining day by day. was this something because i'm assuming he probably has a lot of uh fellow uh friends that served still currently does he was it ever uh not a fear but was he shy or nervous or embarrassed ever to first come out and admit that he has a son that's openly gay two sons two sons um he never openly discussed it until you know, he saw me and Reza on the show on Shots of Sunset together. And that's right. when he was like, oh, look at my son. Oh, he's, you know, making an impact on other wow. gay people's lives. And my, my dad saw that it was doing more good than, than harm. And then so my dad, he then he was very proud of me and he's proud to have Reza as his son-in-law. 
<laughs> and because he always calls up Reza and he's like, how's my favorite son-in-law doing? And it's, it's the cutest thing. But um, as time went on, my dad became more and more comfortable with, uh, you know, with people knowing he has uh, a gay son. And he, um, he embraced it. He didn't uh, try to hide it. Right. And he stick up for, for me and for Reza. Because my father, before he fully retired from work altogether, um, once he retired from the military, he, he started uh, teaching at high school a junior ROTC class. And then so some of his students would come up to him and be like, oh, we heard about you and your son. Oh. And he's like, so what? Like, I have a gay son. Hello. He- Hello, bitch. Like, know yeah, your place. Or- Know your he's place. Like, oh, my son is there in Hollywood making a name for himself. He's hanging out with Lady Gaga. He's working with Kathy Bates. He's working doing this and that. And so once my father said all those things to his students, that's when the students were like, oh, my God, that's so cool. He knows Lady Gaga. He knows Kathy Bates. He knows Sarah Paulson. And, like, that's when people uh, – you could really shift and and the people who he touched uh and it, it was a great feeling for him do you feel that when you go to oklahoma and you are with your family and your your friends out there do you ever feel like you maybe suppress um your openness more when you're there as opposed to here you do 100 percent, because because la or not la uh oklahoma is a red state and right and there's a lot of people who are very close-minded and yeah. they live yes. a traditional life. Yes. There's there's many people who I know to this day who still live there who are closeted. Even though I know, you know, that they're gay right. and in the closet, a lot of people stay in the closet there. And they live miserable, unhappy lives. Wow. And I, I don't want to be one of those people. And But unfortunately, I do go there. I do have to be more aware of my surroundings and... Um, because I have to not only worry about myself, I have to worry about, you know, Reza and, and my, right, my right. parents. And Reza, what, did, what was your experience like when you were there? Do you feel that you also had to sort of suppress yourself in any way? Or was it a, a fuck you because you already kind of had that built up feeling a little bit for what, you know, your husband has gone through? What, how did you feel going to Oklahoma? Actually, when I was there, I was more interested in the lack of representation of other faiths because we were there for a wedding. And I keep saying like, is there like a Jewish temple in this whole town? Like we've been driving everywhere and I'm not, so I was looking for a little more diversity while we were there. I was, I wasn't like thinking I need to suppress myself. I was actually a little shocked at the level of like, how homogenized everything felt. It was very, like, very white, very cross-worshipping religions. I didn't see a lot of different um, colors as far as skin tones or ethnicities. It felt very one way. Um, And I didn't feel like, oh, I need to let my, you know, gay fly fly high. I was looking (laughs) around like, where are we like it's very it was very dave and busters very kind of everything felt like a chain from 
um, strip mall that we have here. It didn't right. feel very right diverse or so. It just felt like very primitive in 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 a in a very long ago time era, <laughs> very primitive life. So would you guys hold hands walking down the street over there? No, no, no. Wow. no, 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 no. I mean, I might do this or I might go like this, but. I mean, I wouldn't walk down the street, you know, holding hands. No, that was a bumper sticker with a guy with a gun going yeah. like this. Yeah. And it was like a political thing. Literally, I saw it right when we got there. And myself, oh, people carry guns in their cars here and it's legal. Yeah. So, like, I just need to, like, fly under the radar. Wow. My mom carries, my mom carries a gun. <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, it's interesting. It makes me interested to see it, but then to have to live it and um, experience that, it's just such a different thing. And it makes you so grateful for living in places where you do have all this inclusivity and, and, and openness and color and diversity and all those options are there for you. You know what I mean? Oh, so have you ever baked any pies recently, Adam? <laughs> the last pie that I baked was a uh, was a Persian uh, blackberry pie, and people devoured it. Like and you were one of them, I think. I think. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I need a new pie. I need a new pie. You know me; I'm always hiding pie. Does your does your family when you guys get together and you have like dinners or something like that? Let's say it's your family or something. Does your family uh, are are they okay with you guys uh, cuddling each other or if you guys are kissing each other? Would your father have been? Maybe I should say this. Would your father have been so okay with this dynamic if it weren't going to be on a TV show and had aired and that he would have to admit to it? Man, I I really doubt. I highly doubt it, um, but I don't know. It's like he he met Reza, and I felt like his entire demeanor changed because he was very closed off, stiff, and just was not warm and welcoming. He's he's come a long way since he first met Reza, and he's like embraced the the, the gay lifestyle that I live with my partner, and he's. But if the take the show out of the equation. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, I think the show validates it for him because he gets to see how other people feel about us. Because right. when he was teaching ROTC, I found out that the school that he taught at, the principal was a member of the LGBTQ plus community. And then, you know, my father-in-law was getting praise because of us. And so I feel like for him, it was, wait a minute, like all these people think I'm so cool because my son-in-law and my son are on TV. Right. And so it really, I don't know what, I, I don't want to discredit my father-in-law for being open-minded and loving towards me, yeah. but I also have to be a realist and know that all of the praise and the nuzzing that my father-in-law got from people who got to watch us probably helped in him accepting what was going on. Correct. I see what you're saying. It's it's very it's very different because here we are in uh, different states, and here we are saying, okay, two happily married men, uh, completely different backgrounds, cultures, upbringings, um, 
you guys walk down the street, you hold hands, you guys kiss, you're on an international television show doing all this, you're walking down, holding your pies, wearing your little apron. It's okay, you're just being you. But when you get to Oklahoma, it becomes different. You know, and that's, but, uh, that's interesting. It is interesting, but I adapt to my environment as well. You yeah. and I, Golessa, have traveled many times together. Yeah. And we've gone to many countries. Yes. And there's some countries where we, as Middle Easterners, forget the fact that I'm gay. Absolutely. But just we as Middle Easterners feel more comfortable in some places and less comfortable in others. And right. I have to tell you, for me, that's no different when I travel in the United States. Right. When I go to New York by myself, I feel very comfortable, obviously. I, you know, throw on a little skimpy tank top and I go running, you know, along the West Side Highway. Yeah. But when I travel and I go to other towns, I'm less likely. And yeah. if I'm running, I'll stay on a main road, you know? Like, I think about those things depending on my geography. Of course, of course. I just, I find it um, astonishing to be, to be honest with you, that we are just a few states apart from each other all collectively, and yet we have such different uh, mentalities on what's okay and what's not. I was reading quite a bit this last a day about Oklahoma and, you know, the laws about, you know, being gay and, and what comes with that. And just some of the things that I just stood out to me, for instance, and I would love to get you guys' input on this, is something uh, that, that's called the at-will employment. Have you guys heard of this? I think I have. So uh, the, the law of the state says there cannot be any discrimination against uh, anyone LGBTQIA+. I always like to make sure I get every letter in there. Um, there cannot be any discrimination for it. But what at-will employment means is that you can be fired for whatever reason. And by law, they cannot and do not need to disclose why. So is that a getaway with kind of cultural bias, uh, same um, sex marriage, right? Because same se it seems like a lot of people have issues with men who are married to another man. It's almost like it's better to just be gay. But once you're married to another man, it becomes like they don't offer any type of um, spousal support in these type of situations in Oklahoma. So it's interesting to see that. Is there still a level of pressure on the gay community to have to hide being gay in Oklahoma? I would say 100 percent. So like I said earlier, like there were there's people who I know who are still in the closet because they don't, they're afraid of what their friends and family are going to say. And especially when they go back home, because like them, they, they go home very often. Uh, I'm not one of those people who go home often. And it's because I don't want to have to censor who I am. And when I go back home, I, I feel like I have to revert back to the person who, who I was when I lived there. And I, I don't like being that person. And so I, I totally, yeah. That's that's how I see it. Yeah, well, I really appreciate the both of you guys being as open and honest as you have been. Um, I think it's a lot of questions that a lot of people have when they think of these dynamics and people who are raised in these situations. So it's really awesome to have you share that with us, Adam. And Reza, your experiences, you know, being married to Adam and what that was like for you. Um, I thank you guys both for doing this podcast with me and um, 
if, if there's anything else that you think could be beneficial or help someone if they're coming out or anything you want to shout out there Absolutely. yeah i what i want to say is you know the catchphrase it gets better is very true you will find your group you will find your tribe you will find your people sometimes they're your blood relatives and sometimes they're your chosen relatives and sometimes your friends and friends and relatives will follow your lead so don't think that just because you don't have your people your tribe your community now that you know it's gonna be that way forever. Please know that as you grow and fall in and become who you are, people will love and respect you. Sometimes people just don't know. Ignorance sometimes is very negative and sometimes it's just because you haven't been exposed to something. And once you are exposed to it, people realize I have very close friends. Gomez and I have a very, very close friend, the two of us. Uh, I learned from this person that once they found out their sibling was a member of the LGBTQ plus community, that this human being prior to was very anti-community. And then once they found out their sibling was a member, became very pro-community. So I know that for a lot of your listeners, Gigi, I want to thank you for having this roundtable with Adam and I and discussing it and Ursula, you too. Uh, <laughs> that... Just the fact that people start to live their authentic life, even in places like Oklahoma. I want to make sure that anyone realizes that they should test the waters and make sure that they, their environment is safe to come out in all. And please find resources um, and helplines um, yes. in your community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly, there's, there's family is not just in the blood. Uh, there is a very large community out there that has very open arms into uh, welcoming all the LGBTQIA plus uh, people and all the other names that are coming along right now that I really am. I feel like I'm too old and I smoke too much weed to, to remember all the, the names. So no disrespect to any of those people out there. But uh, if you guys want to check out Reza, please check out his hair care line. Reza Be Obsessed. It is amazing. I use it in my hair. I spray it everywhere. I use it for my edges. And Adam, I'm hoping that we can soon get something like a tutorial on how to make those scrumptious pies of yours because they're delish. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. I love that. Thank you, boys, so much for being here. I love you guys. Thank and I'll you. See you soon. We love you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, Ursula. Ursula, I hope I could just light up that bong for you. There we go. All right, Ursula. All right, let me light my joint up. That. That was a deep conversation. It was a real conversation. I mean, I think a lot of people think about what it must be like to live in states like Oklahoma or Texas or, or, or those southern states that are very anti-gay, anti-Middle Easterns. And then here you are, the son of a colonel, and you're gay, and your husband is a Middle Eastern man that's half Muslim, half Jewish. I mean... You just can't paint a better picture than that. Don't you agree? Oh, man. I really, yeah, I know. I know. I love it. I really do love it, too. We love you guys. Thank you, Reza and Adam, for opening up a lot of doors for a lot of people out there. Um, we continue to send love to everybody out there, and there's lots of support. Thank you for listening, 
And if you have any questions, there are so many helplines, hotlines, all that type of stuff out there. Uh, just Google it up. You can see it. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you loved it, subscribe, rate it, review it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to Genuinely Gigi. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe. And be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.